What's happening, folks? Welcome along to this episode of the Distinguished Entrepreneur Podcast. So this is the first episode since I've landed in Dubai. And as you can see, my new office setup is a little bit ad hoc at the moment. We're still waiting to get some of the, the lighting in, which is proven quite difficult over here in Dubai, um, seeing as everything is so readily available. Uh, one thing I'm really struggling to find is good LED lighting for the office. But anyhow, we'll, uh, we'll truck on with today's podcast. So on today's podcast, I want to talk all about business strategy. Um, so I'm going to start off by going back to when I started out my online marketing agency. And for those of you watching this on YouTube, you should be able to see some slides up on the screen. Um, but if you're listening in on Spotify or some other platform, well, you're just stuck with the audio for now, but you can definitely check it out over on the YouTube channel, the Distinguished Entrepreneurs YouTube channel. All right, so going back to when I started my agency as a one-man band operation as such. So I was doing all of the work myself. I was stressed out, limited in my growth potential, especially financially. I had very little free time. I was overworked and I was underpaid, and some might say a busy fool. So many entrepreneurs become slaves to their own business. They have very little time and financial freedom, and their, their business ends up becoming a major source of stress in their lives and it has impact on their family life, their relationships and so on. Okay, so today basically I am CEO of that same company. I employ other people to do the work, aka my team. I pay myself a healthy wage as the CEO of the company and it's now it's it's up to me really how much time and energy that I invest into that company each week. So now I'm working on the business rather than working in the business. Um, now whether you're a carpenter or a musician or a marketer or a construction worker, you may genuinely enjoy being on the tools as they say, so doing the work, getting hands on. And you may not want to ever stop that, but it's always a good strategy to develop systems within your business that give you the option to step back from your company and your company continues to generate Income continues to, to make new sales, it continues to grow and generate revenue, okay? Um, this is very important if it comes to a stage in your life where you want to retire, or maybe you want to take an extended vacation, or maybe you get sick and you can't actually physically work for a number of weeks or months. Having that in place is a great sense of security. So I've basically achieved this by developing systems and building teams to run and manage those systems within the company. As a result, my entire business runs like a well-oiled machine. Again. 80% of success is down to your mindset and your attitude and what I call self-alchemy. I talk a lot about that on my YouTube channel, but it's super, super important. Many people neglect to invest in the growth of themselves and really a business is the extension of the entrepreneur. The success of any business is directly proportional to the caliber of the entrepreneur. And if you want to get better results in business, well, you need to become more, you need to become better. So like I said, whether you're a digital marketer, a bookkeeper, a web developer, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, a landscaper, restaurant owner, or a driving instructor, it does not matter. Any service-based business, really, these same principles apply. Now, obviously, my own personal background is in online marketing and online service businesses, but I have worked with hundreds of business owners all across the globe, across different industries, from building contractors to musicians to everything in between. So all of these principles apply. So let's talk about systematizing your business. So the transition from business operator to business owner. The goal is to build a business that has the ability to run and grow without you. So to be able to remove yourself from all operations should you choose to do so, and to create a sellable asset should you ever choose to sell. So you may not ever want to stop working in your business like I've said, but it's always good to build it with the option to do so. 
Like I said, if you get sick, you want to retire, you want to take a vacation. So by systematizing your business, it simply offers you a level of security and comfort knowing that if you do fall ill, everything is looked after. If you do it right, your business will continue to grow and will continue to generate profit, whether you're there or not. And the real beauty with systems is that you only have to develop or implement them the once and it's done forever for the most part. Every system is going to evolve. Over time, it's going to need some tweaks and it's going to need daily management. But that's where you hire in great people to manage these great systems. So the transition from business operator to business owner requires you to make many changes in both your skill set and your mindset. And we can look back on the famous Henry Ford, who was founder of the Ford Motor Company, who was known for implementing the production line, which was a key move in systematizing and simplifying all operations in his company, resulting in more efficiency, better ability to scale his company with less resistance. So business operator versus business owner versus empire builder. So which one are you? A business operator, every decision has to be made by you. You micromanage every single aspect of your business. You're still on the tools as such, and you're overworked, underpaid, and your business is a source of stress that fails to provide you with the fulfillment, time, and money freedom that you're seeking. As a business owner versus a business operator, the business owner, you know, their business continues to run and grow without you. Everything is systematized, like I've said. You have great teams in place, you've great employees, and you've great people managing these systems. You can take a long vacation without the business completely falling apart. And of course, it is a sellable asset if you ever choose to do so. Lastly, we have the empire builder. So instead of just focusing on what we call internal growth, which is improving your sales, improving your products, improving your systems, improving your teams and such, you then pivot to external growth. So acquiring other businesses, other assets that are already systematized so that you can add to your portfolio to grow your empire even more so. So next we're gonna look at building multiple legs to the table. So what does this mean? This is an analogy that I use to describe the importance of diversification in business to protect your wealth. So if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, you will be able to see a visual of this on the screen. But essentially, having just one leg to the table means that you have just one revenue stream. So this is high risk of losing it all. You could potentially be wiped out overnight by an external factor such as a pandemic. But if you have multiple legs to the table, that means you have multiple revenue streams. So you might have several different businesses. You might have several different legs within one company. You might have real estate investments. You might invest in stocks. You might have equity in other companies. You might do some coaching. You might have NFTs. There's so many different revenue streams that you could build to add more legs to the table. So by having multiple legs to the table, it's low risk of losing it all. Even if one or more legs of the table were completely wiped out overnight by something external that you have no control over, you have other legs to the table that can support it, protecting your wealth, your income, and your lifestyle. Some people diversify within their current business. Some people diversify by investing in real estate, stocks, and crypto, and so on. Some people diversify by building multiple businesses, and some people do all of the above. Looking at Bob's business, so again, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to be able to see the organizational chart for hardworking Bob's company. And essentially, Bob, in this case, is the perfect example of the business operator. So Bob is the CEO, Bob is the general manager, and Bob is also looking after all of the marketing, the sales, the operations, the finance, admin, and customer service. And within each of these sectors, even within sales alone, there's so many different daily tasks and systems that need to be managed that it's nearly impossible for Bob to run an efficient business on his own. As a result of that, Bob is going to be very stressed out, he's going to be very limited with his time, and he's absolutely going to be overworked and underpaid because he's micromanaging everything, he's working all day, 
and his bank account is definitely not going to reflect all of the hard work that he's putting into his business each day. So then if we move over to looking at Smart Working Bob's organizational chart, well, you can see that Bob has mastered the art of delegation. He has systematized his, his entire business to run and grow without him. So he has hired in a general manager. Bob is still the CEO in this situation, but now the only person that he has contact with or that reports to him is Tom, which is his general manager. And then everybody below that that manages the different sections, such as marketing, sales, operations, and finance, and admin, all report back to the general manager, filtering the amount of time and energy that Bob has to spend dealing with these things. He has hired a marketing manager. He has hired a sales manager. He's hired multiple sales reps. He's hired multiple people to actually fulfill the operations of the company. He's hired a bookkeeper. He's hired a secretary. And he has somebody looking after customer support. So a situation like this means that Bob's business can run efficiently without everything falling back on him, without the need for him to micromanage absolutely everything within the business. Now let's talk about RGAs versus non-RGAs. So RGA stands for Revenue Generating Activity. A revenue generating activity is any activity that yields you a positive financial return on your time investment. Whereas non-RGAs, non-revenue generating activities, are any activity that does not yield you a positive financial return on your time investment. As well, you're going to have your task evaluation chart. So you need to list out what are the tasks within your company and then assign a value amount to those tasks. So you're going to have $10 tasks, $100 tasks, right up to $1 million tasks, $10 million tasks, $100 million tasks, depending on your company and the type of business that you carry out. But as soon as you possibly can, you need to delegate all of the $10 tasks. And then you need to move up to the next level by delegating all of the 100 euro tasks and then up to delegating all of the 1,000 euro tasks. So you must keep on repeating this process until you are only focusing on the highest level revenue generating tasks only. And how do you achieve this? Well, you can easily achieve this by developing systems and building great teams. So systemization and delegation. A little side note to this is to never cut your own grass and delegate to automate. So don't always think, how can I solve this problem or how can I fix this issue? Instead, change your mindset to think, who can solve this problem for me? Or who can I hire to fix this issue? So internal growth versus external growth. Internal growth is very much based on linear growth, whereas external growth is based on exponential growth. Internal growth focuses on things such as generating more leads, improving your sales conversion rate, improving your marketing campaigns, improving your products and services and your systems. Focusing on the internal will result in linear growth. An example of linear growth might be 1 to 15% annual growth per year. Whereas external growth focuses on things like acquiring other assets, and other businesses that complement your current business model. Focusing on the external results in exponential or quantum growth. An example of that might be 2000 plus percent annual growth. So you need to make sure that you're fishing with poles instead of just fishing with nets. So what does that mean? If you're a business operator fishing with a pole, it's just you, everything depends on you. So if you do not go fishing that day, well then you do not eat that day. Whereas if you're a business owner or an empire builder, if you do not go fishing that day, you still catch lots of fish and you and your family still eat at the end of the day. So creating more free time for high level RGAs. So if you're still in business operator mode, then here are three tips to help you free up more time so that you can focus on higher level activities. So the first one is to hire some help, to delegate some of these tasks. So you can hire a VA, a virtual assistant, to help you with general admin tasks, such as emails, invoices, managing your social media platforms, and so on. You can hire a VA for as little as five US dollars
dollars on websites like upwork.com or onlinejobs.ph there's many many different websites that offer great services like this where you can hire fantastic people to help you run and grow your business we currently have 10 plus staff these are based in the philippines and the vas do everything from bookkeeping to basic content creation and general admin tasks having these vas means that i can keep costs lower and it also frees up a lot more time for our full-time and executive staff to focus on our GAs. One of the systems that I strongly recommend that you set up for your company if you don't have something like this in place already is slack.com. So slack.com is a project management and internal communication app that's absolutely fantastic for communication between all of your staff and your team members and just keeping everything efficient and organized and in the one place. Inside of your Slack account you can have everybody from your bookkeepers, your VAs, your executive staff and even your accountants and in some cases you can even have dedicated accounts for your clients and your suppliers and things like that too. The next tip to help you free up more time so that you can focus on higher level activities is food preparation. So the average person spends about eight hours a week preparing food, grocery shopping and so on. This eight hours excludes things like cleaning the dishes and actually eating the food. So I suggest that you either A, cook in bulk on a Sunday for the week ahead, B, order your food from a meal prep company or C, hire a chef if you have the luxury of doing so. So get your groceries delivered instead of going to the shop and better again, have your VA look after all of this for you. Send them a voice note inside of Slack with what you want and let them carry out that task for you. So it's all about who, not how. It's all about delegation to really maximize your time. And the last tip is very simple. So this boils back to the saying that I always preach, never cut your own grass. Hire a cleaner to do your laundry, to wash your floors, to clean your windows or whatever the general chores around your house are. If you have a garden with lots of grass that needs to be cut, hire a gardener to do the work. If it takes four hours to cut your grass and do all of the gardening, you could easily hire someone for $40, $50 for that hour and you could spend that four hours making sales calls and you could generate a lot more money than the $40 that you spent on that gardener. One other little tip is that if you set up a home office, you have your desk, you have your laptop in your house, you may be able to actually claim back some of your home utility bills because you have an office in the house. So some of your electricity bills, your HVAC, all that type of thing your wi-fi and your phone now i am not a financial advisor by any means so make sure that you get professional advice on all of this but definitely it's something worth looking into points of improvement within your company so if we're just looking at internal growth the ability to see your business from a 10,000 foot view and spot any bottlenecks or areas within your business that are in need of attention is vitally important as an entrepreneur many entrepreneurs are so busy working in their business that they never take the time to step back and look at the bigger picture and this is exactly what why they never progress towards their goals. They are standing too close to the tree to see the forest. So revenue versus profit. Many entrepreneurs get caught up in how much revenue their company generates, but what you really should be prioritizing is your profit. You could have a 10 million a year business with a profit margin of 8%, which works out at 800K per year before any taxes. Whereas if you have a company doing half that, 5 million a year, and it has a profit margin of 45%, well, that's 2 million a year in profit before any taxes. That's a difference of 1.2 million per year an extra profit plus you'll have less moving parts, less hassle and less headaches. Now there are times when you will invest heavily into strategic growth which can help see your top line aka your revenue increase and your bottom line aka your profit decrease which is completely acceptable as part of a long-term strategic growth plan where you are investing into the future growth of the business to ultimately increase the bottom line over time. But if this is your modus operandi as such when it comes to how you actually run your business on a daily basis well then you could be in trouble. And two ways to instantly and easily increase your profits is one charge more so increase your prices 
or two, reduce your expenses. So trim some of the fat. Keep it simple. More profit does not mean more complexity. In fact, generally it is the opposite. So I'm going to leave it at this for today's podcast, guys. If you're interested in learning more about all of this in more detail, make sure to go to thedistinguishedentrepreneur.com and check out the free training that I have over on the website, which covers a lot more detail on business strategy, client acquisition, and self-alchemy as well. So thanks for checking out the podcast, guys. Make sure to subscribe, give a thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube, and I will speak to you in the next episode.